I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. We're back after six whole months with a brand new episode of Money with Monica. Wonderful to be back. What are the main takeaways and lessons for mutual fund investors over these past six months? Hardest lesson that everybody learned was that don't go in for knee-jerk reactions. There is no safety in any one product or asset class. Learn to use mutual funds because they really are giving investors the most options out there. Do you look at the price of your house every day? And if you did, actually, you know that in 10 years, you made a loss. Don't look at that net asset value every day. Do a portfolio audit once in six months, but please don't look at NAV every day. We're back after six whole months with a brand new episode of Money with Monica. And while life as we know it might never be the same, uh, when it comes to money and the markets, things seem to be picking up again slowly. So we're back with Monica. Uh, hi, Monica. It's good to see you. I know. <laughs> wonderful to be back. Good yeah. So tell us, what are the main takeaways and lessons for mutual fund investors over these past six months? Mutual fund investors in particular and investors in general, I think the hardest lesson that everybody learned was that don't go in for knee-jerk reactions. People who in March sold the entire portfolio are today simply saying it was a bad decision. Why did we do what we did? So in general, it's a good idea to stick to your asset allocation. Do not go off plan. And uh, for people who've been afraid for safety through this period, I have possibly come to realize that there is no safety in any one product or asset class. So you may as well learn to use mutual funds because they really are giving investors the most options out there in terms of a retail vehicle. I have several friends who have just started to invest in mutual funds. They're getting the hang of things. And of course, it's not the best time to come to the market. But I see them get happy or sad depending on how well the funds they're investing in have performed the previous day. You have to give equity and uh, equity that you're buying through mutual funds the same respect that you give your gold and your real estate. Do you look at the price of your house every day? And if you did, actually, you'll know that in 10 years, you made a loss. And if you market to uh, inflation index, you've taken a serious hit. But there's something about the market. Maybe it's the hysteria about prices and NAVs and uh, volatility, which gets people to check. So if you're a day trader, then you're not an investor. So please don't call yourself an investor if you are day trading. An investor into the equity markets is long term. And you simply don't look at the NAV every day. Do a portfolio audit once in six months, but please don't look at NAV every day. Where should we access our portfolio if you want to look at the bigger picture? And what do we do with that mass of information that we see when we look into it? Right. So the thing with mutual funds is that they actually disclose a lot and they disclose in a manner where it's useful to us. So if you look at, say, insurance disclosures, 
they they obfuscate they you really don't know what you're looking at so your first port of call to understand your investment is your mutual fund because they are sending you monthly reports they send you monthly reports on the portfolio on expense ratios fund manager everything but obviously if you've been a, if you're a serious investor you will have at least 6 to 8 funds in your portfolio then it's a good idea to look at the nsdl monthly report which comes so nsdl sends you a monthly report if you're working with a financial planner or a robo advisor or any of these online portals or an ifa they will be giving you a portfolio report every month so it's a good idea to look at this uh, on a month on month basis rather than track it every day we can again just go back to basics what is it that we want to know we want to know how my fund has done because i mean why am i taking this risk of going to a product which is not giving me a guarantee it's because i can target a better post tax return so of course we want to see what the return is now return as an absolute has no meaning so if you if you're if you're looking at the fund return and oh it's given me 15% it almost means nothing because you need to ask the question in comparison to what so the data piece that you're looking for is what did my fund do and in comparison the benchmark that it's trying to beat remember active funds need to beat the benchmark of the category that they're in whether it's large cap large mid cap mid small and there's a number called the category average which means that in the category let's say large cap there are say um, you know 30 funds 30 schemes so there will be a benchmark that the fund needs to beat and there will be a category average which means what is the average performance of the 30 schemes in this category your fund must be beating that and you're of course looking at things like what is the cost uh, what are what is the portfolio especially in debt funds uh, i'm hoping that if you have a debt fund either you have a good planner or you understand things like credit risk duration you're able to judge the credit quality of the portfolio so these are some of the things that you're looking at costs are involved when you want to uh, sort of even if you want to move away from a fund when is it worth it how do you gauge those things how do you look at the costs to this because we are saying that your equity investments are long term costs become hugely important because even a 50 basis point which means half a percentage point difference in the cost will make a lot of difference to your return when you're looking at it over a long period of time so you must look at what is called an expense ratio so mutual funds are beautiful products simply because all the costs in the product have been compressed into this one number which is called the expense ratio so every year from your fund a certain part is taken away which is why it's called a net asset value it's net of the cost because suppose your fund has made 4 rupee profit maybe 1 rupee or half a rupee is going as cost these limits to the costs are determined by the regulator sebi and everybody has to be lower than the ceiling of these costs so you're looking at costs carefully you are ideally trying to find a fund where you the fund has done better than the category and the expense ratio is low you also need to check if you have what is called a direct plan direct plans cut out the trail commissions that agents get these trail commissions also show up in the total expense ratio so we'll take a viewer question uh, sarnath from chennai writes to us saying his question is how can retail investors invest in us index mutual funds like nasdaq s&p 500 for the long term 
some of the foreign funds funds which have specially invested in us technology have been on a roll so you've seen funds with uh, 45 48% annualized returns uh, annual return over last year because of the huge uh, liquidity push that stocks have gotten especially tech stocks have gotten in the us now the thing with investing abroad is this that a foreign fund is not your first investment people who already have a sizable portfolio in india and have a diversified portfolio in india i mean you should have you know a large cap fund a mid cap uh, a small portion in a small cap so your portfolio should already be diversified here and then your next diversification as your portfolio grows will be a foreign fund because you want a geographical diversification which a fund which a market very different than ours will give you so it's a great idea to look for a mutual fund scheme which invests say in us us tech other parts of the world and again i would ideally want you to be advised because it's very difficult to pick a geography but typically you know it's a good idea to pick a well performing stable foreign fund which means an indian mutual fund which invests in mutual funds abroad the option to buy stocks directly exists the process is a little cumbersome and remember you'll be paying a fairly high fee between 1 up almost up to 6% will be it will cost you that much to actually trade in the us stock market uh the currency risk of course is going to be yours and uh, for a retail investor i would strongly advise if you want a geographical diversification to stay with mutual funds rather than attempt this on your own and that's actually all the time we have for this episode of money with monica uh, but we'll be back soon with another new episode and in the meanwhile if you have any questions that you want monica to answer please do write in to us at moneywithmonicaadmin.com This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Bosa, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.